Hi, and welcome to the Hadassah Collective podcast. I'm your host, Claire Marinan. The Hadassah Collective is a unique wellness-centered community created in and inspired by India, the birthplace of holistic health disciplines. The Hadassah Collective podcast brings together a carefully curated selection of my most trusted and inspiring innovators from every area of the health and wellness space. I invite my guests to freely share their gifts, their wisdom, their journeys, and their diverse points of view, discussing a vast range of topics, including shutdown and self-isolation strategies, integrated diet and fitness, yogic science, modern mental health, and holistic lifestyle, all to inspire you with relatable tools to help you consciously customize, support, and expand your life. Today I'm speaking with Nikhil Kapoor, the co-founder of Atmantan Wellness Resort. In this episode, we discuss Nikhil's journey in wellness, starting off as an endurance athlete and then evolving into a more holistic view of wellness and spiritual development. We discuss the expansion of the business of wellness as a whole and how this has really been ignited by this awakening in society to the fact that healthy is really the new wealthy. For us in this episode is really Nikhil's commitment to integrity as he navigates his business through this global pandemic and lockdown and how he really handles this integrity towards his clients, towards his staff and also towards his family. Welcome, Nikhil. Um, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really looking forward to um, having a chat with you about all things wellness, your path in wellness, and from conception to inception of Atmantan, your beautiful retreat space in Pune. And um, let's, get, let's get right into it. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure, Claire. Namaste to you and your viewers. And, you know, I'm most happy to be part of this discussion with you and uh, learn as well as share my two bits, you know, with all of you. Fantastic. I think it's going to be a great, um, great conversation. And so let's, um, let's start really right at the beginning of your wellness journey. Um, let's start at the beginning as even through your childhood, did wellness play a part at all in your childhood and your growing up? Claire, my father was uh, in the Indian Army mm. and uh, before he joined the Army, he was a state-level badminton player for the state of Punjab and uh, while in the Army as a second lieutenant, he was uh, in the national teams for uh, squash, uh, you know, so from right from 64 to 1970, he was in the squash team. So if you actually see for me as well as my sister, wellness when we look at wellness, I would just focus on fitness over here. Fitness mm. came into our genes very, very unconsciously. You see, when I was maybe five, six years old, I used to see my dad go for runs. He used to go for his badminton. He used to go for his squash. On Sundays, he used to be doing his uh, headstand. And, you know, so it happened very unconsciously for us because we grew up in an environment where our dad used to always reinforce to us that, look, assets will come and go do not ever compromise with your health, you yeah. know, and sometimes it used to sound like, uh, you know, there goes the record of dad saying that when money is lost, it's fine. But when this is lost, it can come back. But when health is lost, you know, then then you're actually poor. And yeah. we, we heard it, you know, all through the years, we, 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 hear, we heard this, even today, he repeats this. And, you know, the value of this saying, you know, has just, uh, you know, it just resonates more with us and we are more appreciative of what he says. So it just, uh, what started off unconsciously by purely he influenced us by by making us observe him, became a very integral part of our, uh, uh, you know, lifestyle. Uh, you know, we had uh, access to fabulous sports infrastructure, both in school as well as, uh, you know, the army life that we had. Uh, so, you know, we were, I was very active as a child, uh, you know, I've been uh, a jack of all sports, so I played a whole lot of uh, squash, I played a whole lot of golf, uh, in fact, I'm a single handicapper when it comes to golf. Fantastic. Uh, recently, over the last few years, I've been into endurance sports, so I've, you know, I've been, I've done five Ironman triathlons, so there's a whole lot of, uh, you know, sports, which is uh, physical fitness, which is uh, ingrained in me. And it's very interesting, you know, while, while, while pursuing these endurance sports, somewhere the importance of 
mental strength uh, came into picture and it happened very unconsciously again because you see there's a time which comes when you know your mind is taking you through and not your body and that's a you know yeah. beautiful connection and then uh, yeah and uh, yeah so th- that's how it started you know and my journey uh, to to a path of optimal health is still going on you know it's yeah. it's uh, i'm a student as far as uh, th- that is concerned yeah Yeah, fantastic. And I I think it's very interesting that you mentioned the correlation between physical health and mental health, and especially in terms of endurance sports and also in golf. They're both really, you know, mental games at the end of it and um, manifest in the physical as well. So I think that that's a really interesting um, tie-in for that. And so you you were always interested. You know, so I, you know, just very quickly, I wanted to touch upon, uh, you know, Uh, you know how mind plays an important role is uh, this was my fifth time man in uh, hamburg and and you know in all honesty i did go in with a little less preparation than what is required this race demands you to be fabulously uh, prepared and instead of the you know 9 to 12 months i put in only 3 4 months because of whatever reasons i had and i completed the finish line but throughout the line what happened was my mind took my body through normally what happens is you know you're in good physical shape because you're prepared hard for the race and your mind is playing games with you that hey you know what are you doing is this what you want to do in life just 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 why don't you just stop the race right now you see because it's one of the most challenging races uh, internationally yeah. but this particular race my body had collapsed midway right yeah. but my mind said hey buddy you got a you got a goal right let's go let's take you know 100 steps at a time and let's just get closer to the finish line so you know that is the power of the mind uh you know so yeah yeah fantastic fantastic and yeah it definitely plays a huge part in in that space of overcoming that phys- those physical obstacles and and moving your mind past that space especially in such a physically enduring race like the ironman i've i've witnessed a few of them i lived on the gold coast for a long time in australia and so we have Ironman championships there and so yeah they're really tough so hats off to you for even even trying them <laughs> and um what do you feel just just seen as though we're on the subject what do you feel that you get out I've always been fascinated by these endurance sports because I used to be a long distance runner mid to mid to long distance runner and um I've never attempted anything over 10k's so medium distance runner and i've always wondered what is that point that you click into that you want to be part of a marathon or a half marathon and you 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 really go into pushing your body to such an extreme because i sort of feel like it's a be, it's beyond health and in some some of these marathon runners are actually quite unhealthy because they push their bodies to such extremes at what point do you sort of click into that that mode of wanting to to pursue that endurance side of things i think that's right, really interesting right. you know so claire like you Uh, till maybe 10 years back uh, you know i used to run short distances which i would say right from college to uh, you know till the time i was maybe till the, you know till 2010 in fact i used to run a distance of 6 to 10 at 6 to 10 kilometers mm. absolutely i used to be fine mm. and running 1 hour i thought was you know such a big deal and and then i got introduced to the concept of a marathon right a marathon is like uh, it's like golf you got to know it in today's a- day and age but 10 years back i i thought it was something new you know people preparing i saw a group of people preparing for a 42 km run it kind of uh, the reason why i joined that group was because i saw a group of 20 people running together you know that kind of created an excitement in me that hey you know you know i i'm a solo runner in fact i train solo and i'm pretty happy about it but at that point of time you know the energy of the group kind of pulled me to them and i yeah. i you know caught up with them i said hey guys and they were a group of newbies right and i mean so i was like hey guys what are you doing i mean you, you, you know what is what is your goal and they said hey we've signed up for a marathon and we're going to be completing that and uh, over the next few weeks i joined them on a few runs and uh, then i said hey you know i want to join up as well i you know i'm going to sign up for a half marathon and let's do this and uh, so the first you know two years at that point of time i loved being part of a group you know doing our half marathons and then we went on to do it yeah. do a full marathon as well and then somewhere i got introduced to the concept of triathlons and it kind of really challenged me i got excited about it 
I also felt that th this is something I can do. I think I, you know, I kind of underestimated it as well. And, uh, but the one thing which was very clear about me was uh, that I wanted to do it. And I'm very goal, goal oriented as an individual. If I, you know, if I, if I, if I have made up my mind, I want to do this, then I, I, I'll just get my head down and just walk gradually towards the goal that I have in, for me. I spoke to a lot of coaches and then I finally signed up with a coach who was based in uh, Boulders, Colorado in the uh, US. And he said that, hey, you know, buddy, don't underestimate this race. Uh, you might be able to do it in three months time, right? But the thing is, you're going to injure your body. So let's work on a one-year plan. Let's build your body. And, uh, you know, you need to finish the race gracefully so that you can even then run another one. There's no point you landing up with injuries, which then mars you from participating in any sporting events, uh, uh, yeah. you know, in your later life. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, and then the first Ironman was a challenge to myself. Uh, but uh, if you ask me, I really love the entire experience of the long runs, the long rides, the long swims, because, you know, you, at some point of time, you know, the mind used to go into a meditative sp space, you know, when you are in that, uh, you know, when you are uh, in that cruising uh, speed yeah. and it used to yeah. be beautiful. You know, I used to figure out so many things for, you know, related to me as an individual, related to our business. Yeah. And, you know, I, I so I started off my career as a runner, but I think I'm more of a cyclist now. My heart is in cycling. Okay, wow. But, uh, wow. yeah, so I, then I think from there on, you know, I, I just really liked it, you know. So the first the first time I did it, I must admit, it was a task. Yeah. I had taken up a challenge <laughs> and I had to, you know, work really hard for that. And then, but from there on, then I liked the sport, uh, you know, and uh, let's see how things are. I was supposed to go for one event this year, but uh, maybe 2021, let's see. Yeah. You know, how I'm placed on time and how, you know, how, you know, the travel... Uh, uh, scenario looks like but yes uh, this is uh, every now and then I would like to do something like this because it just keeps you uh, you know in shape yeah okay fantastic so it's really about the the um, progress towards a goal really keeps you going and I, I think it's interesting as well that you touched on the fact that it brings you into a meditative space so a couple of other guests on the podcast we've discussed you know, different forms of meditation, because a lot of people think that meditation is just you're sitting in silence and, and um, you know, that's the only form of meditation. And that's a great form of meditation, not denying it. But a lot of people find they're able to put themselves, their minds in a meditative space through different forms, like cooking or through, as you say, cycling is, is a great space. And um, I've definitely experienced that running as well. And it gives you that sort of mental clarity. And um, so I love that combination. And so how did this switch occur from, from fitness? And now you really are in a holistic wellness space where you look at all aspects in terms of spiritual health, um, emotional health, and physical health as well. And how did that shift occur? You know, uh, <clears throat> there is no point event where this shift happened from being appreciative of the mental health side. Uh, but yes, I must admit that uh, I thought it was all about physical fitness. Right? Yeah. And uh, it, during my years of training for the Ironman, you know, I realized that, you know, there is, there is a lot more to the human mind. The mind is what really lifts you up. You know, the mind is what makes you bounce back when you have hit a low. The mind is what gives you hope. The mind is what motivates you. The mind is everything that takes you closer to your goal and and uh, you know I, I read a few things and uh, you know when i was working when i when i when i noticed the mind the power of the mind that is also when i started uh, i became a student of uh, uh, you know the vedic uh, books which are there like the gita and there are you know a few other things which i've had a look at as well and i'm, I'm a student of those now and then this beautifully tied in together like how you have a csi puzzle and you know you figure it out that oh my yeah. god it just starts you know this is the start of everything you know so that is that is uh, that is how it happened for me and uh, personally it makes a lot of sense uh, while it while it might be a long distance race you see but what i incorporate in the dist the long distance race is uh, things which i then maybe unconsciously use while i'm in business you know because the principles are the same you need to take care of your assets and you need to walk gradually towards your goal. You can't go too fast because you can burn yourself out, whether it's a race or whether it's business. 
and you need to go gradually and you need to take care of everything if it's your bike it's your shoes it's your costume you know you need to take care of everything which is going to help you reach the goal in the most efficient manner so you know you you the moment you start correlating you know how this applies here and vice versa you know that much richer i think we all become as uh, individuals and you know whether it's a 5k or a 10k or a long distance uh, race each of these things i think there is a lot of learning you know uh, mm. we 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 get to spend more time with us we learn something about us we figure out few other things and you know you know it's just uh, it's just the roots you know i would say yeah yeah i mean i personally think that, that that is the journey of life and that is this constant learning and about ourselves and evolving and um you know a lot of the things that we find ourselves you know we encounter in this world whether it be through business whether it be through sport um or you know if we've suffered physical illness or relationships or things like that they're all there to sort of provide that way forward for a deeper understanding of ourselves and a and a move forward in that journey so i i think that's a really um interesting space to come from and you touched on um how the mental side of things can really help you get through lows and i'm sure that in your endurance races there there are moments that um there are real lows that you think can i really go on can i really continue on with this but have there been any spaces in life that um where you've had those rock bottom moments and how have you um navigated out of those how have you used these practices to navigate out of those you know claire there have been many rock bottoms you see and uh uh you know the one thing about me is uh I don't easily back out. Uh yeah. I would like to believe that I keep my life fairly simple in terms of what are the three four things that I want to do. And if that needs to be done, then it needs to be done. Uh, I have made mistakes, you know, both I would say my rock bottoms would be, you know, in personal relationships as well as in the business front. And uh you know, you need to reflect on these experiences because I think you learn a lot more uh when you reflect. you see because it's a, i think it's a very logical cognitive process where you know you're reflecting upon an experience and then you learn from there uh, you know so uh, i think that is how i've come out of it uh, you know the some of the rock bottoms i think uh, also on the work front happened because you see sometimes we tend not to get into the details we like to we hear from the other person and we base our decisions on that and you know that's and those i think have been some of my biggest uh, downfalls uh, early on when i became an entrepreneur i'm a first generation entrepreneur my fa- father like i said was uh, in the indian army and uh, now i'm working towards as a as a leader i i i i'm a little more empirical in my approach which means that if i hear something i will not base a decision on that i would actually go to the source of the information it might be an employee it might be the client but i dig deep into the data before i start making some strategic decisions you know and that i think is uh, has helped a lot in the last few years but yeah there were times when you hear something and you react and then you know it yeah. just lands you in a hole you know so yeah so there's a lot of learning i think you need to reflect and you know reflection is uh, the greatest uh, way of uh, uh, you know uh, enhancing your understanding of what exactly has happened and how to avoid it in the future yeah absolutely and are there any particular practices and modalities that you use for those times of reflection like for example i really find journaling really helpful for me for to to figure things out and to have an understanding of certain things and i definitely use um meditation prayer and meditation as a time to um i think what that has given me is 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 it gives me that space between reacting um you know and responding and i think that that's really important in business and in relationships as well and in everyday life and that's sort of what you're talking about is rather than just reacting to what you've heard is that you really take the time to dig a little deeper and so what are the particular practices that you um you found useful that have supported you in that space so you know there are two things which i have incorporated in the last uh, 12 months i would say and i think both of them are uh, you know they're working for me and you know i'm going to share it and it might work for Uh, some of the listeners as well uh, number one is so simple you know saying your gratitude yeah and uh, it's so simple and so yet so powerful and not a day has gone clear where i don't have something good that has happened 
and you yeah. know that just puts you in such a positive frame of mind and when you're in a positive frame of mind i tell you nothing is impossible you know so that is that is one thing so saying my gratitude is my ritual is you know there is some chanting which i do and while while chanting i you know remember all the good things that have happened in that 24 hours and you will be surprised you know simple things are such rich things sometimes we just take it for granted but if you actually slow down and see what are the good goods that have happened that day you know there's a lot to be thankful for so gratitude saying your gratitude puts you in a you know positive frame of mind and the second thing and this is something which we are introducing uh, in atmantan as well is like how you said journaling is writing down so while i don't journal i you know never done it but you know i'm going to try it uh, uh, you know but uh, i write down now my affirmations and mm, i yeah. i make it a point now to look at it uh, till a few months back i had a very small affirmation just three main points but now somebody introduced me to the concept of uh, it's a different format but then there is a personal statement yes. it's uh, you know you know what are the relationships which are important to you for the next 15 years next one year next three months so you break it down and uh, mm. you write it down what is important is you write it down you write down some of the things which you want to accomplish on your business side as well your professional life yeah. writing makes a lot of difference and i've seen that change in me as well you know i yeah. i think you know i mean thinking is like free right for everybody we think and then we forget about it and uh, but i have yeah. seen such a significant difference when you write it down and nowadays when clients come to us at atmantan we make them write down what their goal is what is it that they want to get out of their two weeks at atmantan you know there are people coming for a week to four weeks to people who have stayed for two months but when they write down it's a different magic altogether then we are working consciously and unconsciously towards what we have written down because now if we have written it down it's it's serious it needs to be pursued you know you look at it again and again so i think these two things uh, uh, you know uh, help me get there and one very important thing you know which is something which is uh, fabulous is uh, uh, you know sometimes you know there is a build up of cloudy mountains around us cloudy uh, uh, black clouds yeah. around us you know stress and you know so many things idea is to break it and uh, you know so you like for me my ritual of spending time with my son is a fabulous de stress for me that de stress then you know kind of refreshes me to look at things from a fresh perspective and uh, and uh, you know so and you know i sometimes realize that maybe with my son as well i was taking the relationship for granted because he loves to talk so he would come to me and i would be in my own mind mm. and then i changed that i said okay never mind i might be busy i might have 5 minutes for my son today but let me fully be mindful of the 5 minutes i'm going to spend with him and that was magic clear yeah. those are 5 minutes oh my god that's sometimes such so much time you know and it just you know just puts you in a different frame of mind and you are able to then you get recharged and then you can you're ready to go for another lap again Yeah, I think that's phenomenal and I think that these are really important principles um especially for the time that we're in right now um in in finding the that gratitude in every day. And yeah, I find journaling and affirmation writing. So in the sense that you said that your father um really drummed into you about physical fitness. My father is very into mental he's also into physical fitness but he's very into mental fitness and so from a very young age he had my brother and I writing down affirmations as well. So we we come from that too. And um there is I'm not sure of the scientific terminology cuz I'm not a doctor or a scientist but there is something about writing things down that triggers the receptors in our brains and um it gets that process focusing and it 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 embeds much more deeply into our subconscious than if we're just to think about it and of course as well saying it out loud as well and then to touch on your point about spending mindful time with your son i think that's just so beautiful and such um progressive beautiful parenting actually because um i've done a lot of research actually a lot of reading into um parenting and reparenting and your inner child and as children especially between the ages of 0 to 7 or 0 to 14 depending on which book you read um that's really important because it's to be paying that mindful attention to your child because then they believe that what they're saying is really impo- is important and has value and so that's such an amazing thing that you're instilling in him <laughs> 
So yeah, so that that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure that is greatly um, useful to our listeners. And um, that's what this podcast is all about, actually, is we, we share our personal perspectives and the things that we apply to our lives. And if, if it resonates with our listeners, then they can get something out of that too. And I think that's, that's incredible. And so um, let's move into Atmantan and describe some of the services that paint a picture of us, of, of a retreat at Atmantan and um, some of the services you provide and the experience that you provide there. So Claire, you know, Atmantan is, is a dream uh, that has come true. You know, both me and my wife, we are very passionate and committed to uh, people being in good health. And uh, we realized that uh, the concept of uh, making wellness easy in a non-clinical environment uh, was needed. Uh, and, you know, if you just step back a little bit, you know, what happens is uh, typically when whenever there is wealth creation in a society, what follows is lifestyle-related diseases. And this mm. is what happened in the West maybe 40, 50 years back. And that's how there are some fine wellness centers, uh, you know, in the West. Uh, India, with God's grace, has seen wealth uh, creation in the last uh, two decades. And, uh, and you know, there are now lifestyle-related diseases, you see. And uh, uh, fortunately, what has also happened is when you get these diseases, you also become wise and you say that, hey, what good is wealth if I'm not able to enjoy it? Yeah. And then yeah. that is how the, you know, people get into the virtuous cycle of taking care of the health uh, so that they are happy and then they are better at their work. And then, you know, it's a, it's a cycle then, you know, from there on. Because if you're in good health, it makes a fabulous difference to both your personal and pers uh, professional life. Uh, Atmantan is, you know, a lot of our guests call it uh, heaven on earth. You know, it's a, it's a one of its kind special destination. We have been made on a crystal hill. Crystal has fabulous frequ healing frequencies. Uh, and, you know, there is always this uh, unexplained which happens at Atmantan. You know, we have fabulous programs, very, very result-oriented. But, you know, there are things which happen at Atmantan which is, which is because of the crystal. Atmantan is a destination, Claire, which has been made to offer the most transformative wellness experiences. Uh, we have a highly skilled and passionate team which works with the guest in a positive manner to help you achieve your goal. So we have, you know, we have the best of luxury and the personalized service over there because you're on a holiday, but then you have the deepest, uh, you know, wellness or the medical team, as you can call it. We have close to 12 doctors, which includes uh, a doctor who's also a functional medicine expert. His job is to study inflammation and gut health. So a lot of our people who are coming to us are people, uh, you know, who are well-traveled. You know, they are people who realize that, hey, I need to be in good health, you know, to be able to be a positive individual in my life. And all of them are very goal-oriented. So they want to get something out of that one week, two weeks, four weeks from Atmantan. And Atmantan specializes in giving you the results. And how do we give you the results? We acknowledge the fact that every body is different. The body and the mind is different and that is why no one science applies to you. Yeah. And so we work with multiple sciences and modalities to give you an integrated plan, a result-oriented plan, yeah. a plan which helps you reach your goal in an effective manner and a sustainable manner. So, you know, we have specializations in Ayurveda, Indian naturopathy, Chinese medicine, pranic healing, uh, and we marry it with a very contemporary approach to fitness, cuisine, and diagnostics. So that is, you know, that is our uh, USP, uh, you know, uh, that's that's what Atmantan is. People come to us for many things. It can be relaxation. It can be detox. It, it can be about reaching your optimum weight. Uh, we have very strong programs in helping people manage diseases or ailments. So we have diabetes management programs, hypertension management programs. There are a number of autoimmune conditions which we treat. Uh, cardiac health. Uh, you know, we have programs for rehab when people have undergone surgery. They want to come to us. To, they want to come to a cleaner environment where people understand what the requirements are going to be. Yeah. We have programs around fitness, uh, improving your level of fitness, which is very popular with actually our European guests. So it's, it, we are very multidimensional in what we do, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, incredible. Yes, it does, does sound like heaven on earth. And um, I've heard amazing, amazing reviews. And... Um, I really, what what really strikes me as being something different um, that you guys offer 
is that you do blend a lot of different disciplines together. And um, I, I love India. It's one of the things that most excited me about coming and living and working in India, that I was going to be in the home of yoga and Ayurveda. And um, you, of course, there are masters in these disciplines in India, but a lot of them are separate. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to tune into Ayurveda this, you know, this trip, or I'm going to go on Vipassana, and everything is, is quite separate, whereas you brought a lot of these disciplines together, and I think that that's really powerful and um, a great experience to be able to marry those disciplines together. And um, Whenever you're coming to India next, you know where you're going to stop. <laughs> we must have you over. Yeah, thank you. 100%, 100%, I would love to. And um, yeah, it's in a beautiful place. And I love that you've very strategically built that in a place where nature also supports that healing. And, um, you know, I think that's really incredible. And I also love that it, that it is, I've heard that it's incredibly beautiful and incredibly luxurious as well. Because sometimes if you want to go and get the best treatment and the, the truest treatment i think um you know some of the places are much more basic and um sometimes when you're a busy individual when you're really working hard it's a choice between going and staying in a resort and laying on a beach or do i go and go for these wellness disciplines where i love that you brought those those together and um i think that's really phenomenal and uh, I applaud you guys for, for doing this and the work that you've done i've heard incredible stories of healing and um, I think one of the biggest things as well that we deal with nowadays, which is a, is one of the basis of a lot of our um, our illness, is is stress. And you know, we don't have enough hours in the day, and we live very very stressful lives that our, our bodies are just not designed to handle. And um, so I've I've heard that you've created this wonderful experience to really alleviate that. Uh, you know, we do we frequently do a lot of. Uh understanding of trends and why people are coming to us and uh, we realized that uh, in over 30% of the cases or close to 30% of the cases uh, last 12 months uh, which I would say is uh, Jan 19 to December 19 uh, you see close to 30% of the cases people had chronic issues uh, <clears throat> the, the root cause of which were only two simple things you know it was either things going on in their mind chronic stress unresolved issues and Another large component of the 30% was uh, gut-related or, you know, intolerance-related issues, you see. So, uh, you know, yeah. and sometimes we don't realize, you know, we, you know, our life is like an F1 race. And that is why I say Atmantan is a pit stop for all of us. You know, every yeah. now and then we need to park ourselves over here, you know, take care of ourselves and then get back into the race. And, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes we forget to do the basics. And these uh, things uh, keep on accumulating in our body and then they have compounding, uh, you know, effect on, effect on us. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm seeing more and more, just even in people around me, it's interesting you, that you touch on gut health because this has become um, really prevalent. I've, I've seen it in so many people that are friends of mine and um, autoimmune hormonal imbalances. This is becoming a huge... Um, a huge um, issue in our time at the moment. And so I think it's interesting that you address it. And I think I've, I've also just recently interviewed someone who originally was a pharmacist actually. And his story was quite interesting because he ended up developing his own autoimmune disease, um, ulcerative colitis, and um, which obviously is directly linked with the gut. And um, he had been trying to treat it with Western medicine and came to the end of the road where the treatment was not doing anything and that inspired him to then turn to these alternative medicines and he's completely shifted direction in terms of his profession as well and so I think it's really interesting that we've had these alternative treatments available to us for thousands of years and we are really coming full circle and coming back to these um, these holistic modalities with a modern spin on it I mean I personally love this space between mysticism, where mysticism meets science. I'm fascinated by that, and I'm a complete geek and read tons of books around the I, subject. I, I would only say that this is science as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yes, 100%, 100%. And, um, you know, but I think that it, it's really interesting that we've we've come full circle and the, the sort of um, our modern science and our ancient science are really coming together and working together in that. And... Um, you know, coming into this space of this um, lockdown, um, 
Let, let's talk about first you on a personal level. Let's paint a bit of a picture of what um, what lockdown is looking like for you on a daily basis and how you're using this time personally. And then we'll talk more in the wellness field. Yeah, you know, uh, when the lockdown started, uh, you know, we started getting affected with the lockdown in the second, second or third week of March. And mm. uh, I would say the first few days were tough. Uh, you know, I didn't figure out what was happening. We were, you know, all, you know, prepared for a strong ending. It was, uh, you know, it was a fairly good year for us. And uh, I was quite disturbed. I was angry. I was like, you know, why the hell is this happening? You know, why now? Why me? And, you know, there were a whole lot of questions. And uh, after a few days, I realized and I saw, you know, I'm not the only one. Uh, you know, the, the, every organization today is, every individual, every organization, every country is affected with what is happening. And then I said, hey, yep. buddy, you know, I can go on with this uh, negative thought of what is happening or I can take a correct, corrective action and start working of, by putting myself in a positive frame of mind. And uh, of course, you know, there are days when still, you know, because of uh, the fact that, you know, we have such a large team of people, you know, who are, you know, dependent on us and the business. Uh, you know, so you do go through uh, sometimes a range of emotions, which I think is normal as well. One must. Yeah. But uh, as long as the overall, overall uh, you know, focus is on getting something out of it. So the lockdown has come. And uh, now, you know, by putting myself in a positive frame of mind, I just feel that th these are such precious days. I'm loving the time that I'm getting to myself. I'm catching up on my old reading. I am able to step back from my business and take, take a, you know, look at it from a new perspective, plan what needs to be done. You see, these are things which sometimes we've not been able to do. We get into the business too much and we start running the business rather than making the business grow. So, you know, so these are, you know, this two months has been like a sabbatical. It's been like an executive MBA for me. There is so much which I've been able to do which I don't think I've been able to, I would have not been able to accomplish. Uh, you see, had something like this not happened, uh, but I don't want to get into a debate of, you know, uh, whether it was required to be done or not. But, you know, the idea is that life is going to throw a challenge mm. and uh, how you spin it around is, uh, you know, what differentiates the guys, you know, who move ahead vis-a-vis uh, -vis the comparison set. So it's, you, you know, we have bad luck, never mind. Let's try how we can spin it around. This is a challenging situation, no doubt. Are we just going to sit with our hands? No. Let's let's try and see how we can make this work, how we can pivot the business to, you know, come back with a stronger relaunch. So, uh, you know, I personally, I, uh, you know, like I said, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm loving being at home, uh, you know, with my family, with my wife and my son, reading, spending time with each other, watching movies, uh, getting to do simple things, you know, which sometimes you're not able to do. You know, like, yeah. you know, how many times do we spend and sit with our family for one, one hour without any specific agenda? You see, but our life is so fast-paced. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm personally loving it, Claire. I mean, uh, you know, professionally speaking, I'm, uh, I'm worried, but I'm uh, very optimistic as well. I'm worried because, uh, you know, there is a period of uh, temporary suspension of our operations. Yeah. But I'm very optimistic. Uh, this entire incident of uh, the COVID crisis has created an unprecedented awareness of importance of uh, preventive health in individuals. And yeah. this is going to make people yeah. more mindful about their decisions. What kind of food they're eating? What kind of life they're living? Are they getting enough sleep? Yeah. When they go to their next holiday, are they going to take a holiday which is going to be an extension of this healthy lifestyle? Well, I'm betting yes. Yeah. You see, so that is the space yeah. in which Atmantan is. And uh, I personally feel that, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, uh, this is going to be good for us in the coming few months. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, um, I can definitely see that as well. I think that the shift towards um, preventative health is, is huge. And as we sort of unfold and navigate the space coming out of this, um, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think health and wellness is going to be a really interesting space to observe and to be in. And um, there's, a, there's a couple of things as well. I mean, I think, as, as I said to you before we, we got on this call, um, I read Claire's predictions. I don't, want to, I don't usually get into future predictions and things like this, but I actually think 
that the next kind of crisis that we're, I, we're sort of partially in and that we will be moving into out of this is um, on the other side of this is more of a mental and spiritual and emotional crisis um, as well as physical there will be aspects of being you know locked in your home that will affect us physically as well but I think mentally it's going to really affect us because I think a lot of people have not been aware that during this time of lockdown our nervous system has been adjusting you know we're we're very our lives are really busy we're very used to having a lot of people around us and that energy that reciprocal energy exchange and we've somewhat become dependent and addicted to that and um, our nervous system was very used to that and so this period of lockdown now we've all surpassed the 21 day marker the 40 day marker which are very consistent in habit forming and um, you know brain function forming and um, we've all passed that and I think we've all been on that range of emotions that emotional roller coaster as such of feeling anxious and anxiety and those feelings that we can attribute you know we can intellectualize them and attribute to them to varying factors but it's also our nervous system you know adjusting and detoxing from that constant energy hit that we're, we're so used to getting and on the flip side of that, when we come up, our nervous system is now adjusted, when we come out of that, it's actually going to be incredibly overwhelming for our system to be in public with people, to be surrounded by so many people again. And I think it's going to be really important. Um, I hope anyone listening to this um, you know, will, will understand this and, and relate to this and implement this, that it's going to be important to start scheduling some time, whether it be a retreat at Atmantan or a similar, you know, a similar sort of experience to to have that break and to to be able to return to that stillness, or whether it's just about, um, you know, creating some stillness at home, whatever your means allow. Um, but I think that that is going to be a really important factor of us moving out of this productively and successfully. I, I agree with you. You know, I like your analogy of uh, what the lockdown is doing to our nervous system and. Uh, I, I see where you're coming from and uh, yeah like I said you know these are uh, we, we, we are all in this situation uh, not everybody has the framework to yeah. handle the situation and you know people need the guidance and uh, yeah you know yeah and yeah I, I mean I hope that we in, in some small way can provide some can provide some guidance and some tools and some understanding around that and um, yeah, again, that is that's the purpose of this podcast is to make these sort of practices more mainstream and accessible to as many people as possible to support our community um, as we go through this. And of course, there are a lot of other factors. The nervous system is one factor as well, and there are many other factors. Um, but I think it's something that's not talked about that often, but is, is a reality to us. And um, so I, I definitely think the wellness space is going to be very interesting in how we, I, and I think actually the wellness space has adapted in a very interesting way to the shutdown and has made so many resources available online and virtually. And I think that that space is going to grow and that space is going to continue. And um, then there, of course, is going to going to be that need to just get get into nature and to put yourself in that healthy environment where you're you're doing something for yourself rather than destroying, destroying yourself. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, I think you know it's a fabulous time do. once the lockdown is lifted to head to nature because nature in mm. a way has got uh, a break as well. It's ref it's refreshed yeah. and uh, reset and mother nature is always given back, you know, in the most unselfish manner. So I think yeah. if we're going to head back to nature, I think there're going to be fabulous healing frequencies and power which you know the we're going to get from nature so absolutely get back to nature get back to places which appreciate that you need to be in good uh, health and are able to complement uh, uh, you know you getting there go to places which can complement your well-being is you know i think need for the hour yeah absolutely and um so what can we expect to see um moving forward from atmantan from yourself and atmantan um as, as we move out of this lockdown period? You know, we are doing a number of things, uh, Claire. Number one, uh, in the first week of April, we introduced online health services. Uh, we were getting a lot of calls from guests, yes. you know, who were, who were booked 
to travel to us uh, in these coming months and they said hey we can't come but we want to do something about our health and the ailments which we have how can you help me so we started off uh, with a program where we uh, which is a subscription based online program where we are able to guide them on what to do uh, so that is something which has uh, taken off i think we uh, hit uh, 100 odd clients uh, you know by the end of april and uh, a lot of these clients are existing clients and you know that is where uh, atmantan mm-hmm. as an organization is evolving as well we are not your wellness partners only for your only limited to the number of days you spend with us we are taking this forward now yeah. even when you check out and whichever country you might be or whichever city you might be we will we have a framework now to engage with you as your wellness partner for the entire 12 months you know so your journey doesn't finish with us the moment you check out so that is number one so we are we are we are trying to create a, a digital platform as well which helps us connect with the Uh, all our guests better so this was number 1 number 2 what we have also done is we have engaged uh, you know with a company called conscious sleep and conscious sleep is a company which has got a, a platform for life skills uh, for corporates you know and and uh, it was nice because you know their director was with us uh, i think with his son for you know for close to 10 days in march and that's where we met and we you know there was a meeting of minds and covid happened and then after you know in the first week of covid he gives me a call and he says hey nikhil i am putting together a new course for corporates which integrates life skill and well being because people are working from home they you know they are feeling disconnected with the organization they don't know how to do it they need guidance you know so would you want to be our welcome uh, well being partner i said hey absolutely you know we would love to be on board so we have come into this collaboration with conscious sleep we are the wellness content partner for for them you know they have designed fabulous four week courses for organizations and these courses provide you a framework you know to develop a uh, d- develop a positivity structure uh, at an employee level and also gives you give you tip on how to handle your uh, well being what happens with this is the employee doesn't feel disconnected he feels empowered he feels more engaged with the with the organization they are more aligned with the organizational goals and you know this is how you improve productivity and this is how organizations uh, prosper people are important so you know we've already rolled out uh, this program to two corporates uh, in india and uh, you know there few others where discussions are going on so this is a very powerful program uh, there is something else which we are working on as well which includes uh, coming to cities including mumbai and setting up urban wellness centers uh, you know which is uh, you know which is essentially uh, if people can't travel to the to the retreat we can uh, you know we can come to the city and 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 help you get there you see in the sense not everybody will now have the liberty of taking two weeks off and heading to you know into the nature yeah we understand people have commitments and uh, what is also important is that you know your journey to good health should go on while you're in the city as well not only when you come to an atmantan so we're going to be rolling out a format uh, you know with the first one we are looking at doing in mumbai uh, which is uh, going to be a center which will offer consultations it's going to be a day center essentially Uh, to engage with uh, people who uh, you know want to come and uh, you know this center will have two specializations one would be for diabetes reversal and the second would be for it will work as a autoimmune uh, healing center uh, you know so we will offer we will offer some form of nutrition over here as well uh, you know some focused maybe uh, uh, therapies around acupuncture and cupping and then of course consultation is going to be there as well yeah fantastic fantastic it sounds phenomenal it's really sounds wonderful it sounds like you guys have really integrated this um this online space and um and the physical space which i which i think is really interesting and i think is really important at this time as well and um yeah and and also it's great that you're coming to mumbai i'm so excited and uh, if i ever get back to mumbai that is that is right but um yeah and so i i actually sort of had a personal experience of, of that interestingly enough very very early on in my my time living in in mumbai because it is a crazy city it is busy and we align our lives with that crazy energy and in in some ways i'm addicted to that energy i love it and i love that pace of life 
But I found that I was getting, you know, I was work like at that time as well, I was really shooting nearly every single day, um, working as a makeup artist, and I was partying like crazy, and I would just have this intensely cre crazy life, hectic life. And every so often, I'd just get so burnt out, and I would run away to a retreat somewhere for a week. And I'd come back feeling just so, uh, you know, amazing, and I'd come back to my regular life and go straight back into it. And at some point, I was like, you know what, I have to stop doing this. I have to learn how to cultivate this in my home and integrate this into my life in Bombay. And that's, you know, that has been a step-by-step -step process, you know, in, and I don't always, I don't always have that balance for sure. But I think that that's, that's phenomenal that you're, you're recognizing that need in the city as well. And, um, you know, people are going to be able to access your services as well with it, on a day-to-day -day basis. So, yeah, that's really great. And um, this platform sounds very, very exciting as well. And I 100% I um, agree with the, your, your guests returning because I, I don't think I've heard one person that said they wouldn't go back to Admantan once. They've experienced it. They've, they all want to go back. So I think that that's really great that you're um, incorporating that through, that they can connect with you and connect with your programs for the 12 months, even while they're not um, at the, the retreat space. So that's very, very interesting. Very interesting. Great. And um, so let's talk a little bit about, personally, who do you think, um, who do you think has inspired you um, on your wellness journey, who do you look up to, whether they be um, in your personal life, whether they be gurus or practitioners that you have followed or celebrities or well-known practitioners, who, who has inspired you on this journey? You know, I think I have drawn inspiration from many people. Uh, if, if I have a guru, I think it would be my dad. And uh, what I loved about him was without becoming regimental about it he influenced us in a manner which just uh, you know puts dns and puts health and fitness in our dna uh, so definitely mm. it's my father and there are a lot of other attributes of my father which i like and you know that's what i've seen him do whether it's sports or whether it's his work life you know setting a goal and then making incremental progress to reaching a goal so you know that's been uh, yeah. uh, that's very very important and in fact you know my now that I'm a student of uh, spirituality uh, or spiritual learning, I must admit that, you know, my guru should have actually been uh, my grandmother. And she was a lady who right up to her mid-90s, uh, Claire was uh, mentally so agile. And right from a very early age, and, you know, sometimes we used to laugh about it, saying, there goes BG again with her stories. Mm -hmm. But she was a lady who was so well-read when it comes to all these uh, stories, including myths, because her idea was to instill a value in us or instill a learning with us by narrating some of these old stories, you know, which is a beautiful way of doing mm -hmm. it when you are children, right? Because children cannot be told, hey, do this. But if you do the action yourself, then children would like to imitate what you're doing, you know. So that's the best way of learning. So here was a lady, I think uh, she's no more. And, uh, you know, one of my deepest regrets, which I tell my dad as well, is why didn't I spend more time with BG? Because I could have, you know, been a different individual had I picked up all of this at my formidable years, you know. So uh, my guruji from whom i am uh, learning the spiritual knowledge is uh, you know a lady called nilaforji and uh, you know we are there are various things i mean one of the courses which i have enrolled for is uh, the gita we have done other workshops also with her and uh, so as far as spirituality is concerned she is uh, you know my guru and mm -hmm. uh, yeah Okay, fantastic, fantastic. But you know, and the point is, any... uh, sorry, I just, you know, just so that uh, the point is that, you know, sometimes we take things for granted. And, you know, that is where I just wanted to touch upon about my grandmother. Uh, you know, there's a there's, yeah. there's lot of learning. We don't need to look outside. There's lots to learn from within the family members as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely agree with that. And we do take it for granted. But when we look back in hindsight, we can see 
some of these powerful teachings that have really been instilled in us um, automatically just by being around these people and observing them. And I think that, yeah, that's, that's really powerful. And I love that you named your, grand, your father and your grandmother in that. Um, that that's amazing. And um, are there any resources that you are tuning into, um, especially during this lockdown time? Any books that you've previously read or that you're reading now that you think are invaluable? Any podcasts you're listening to? Any Instagram lives that you're, you're, you don't miss? Um, you know, what are some of the resources that you can share that you think would be valuable for other people? Uh, you know, so I'll tell you what I'm doing and I frankly think my, my plate's quite full. Uh, I'm I'm mm. reading a lot of books which are all uh, you know around business. Uh, one of the books which I just recently read and I think it's a must read for everybody is a book by the author uh, Jim Collins. He's a very famous author, written some fabulous books, you know, good to great, and you know, and the book which I read was uh, Great by Chance. It's a book about mm. organizations who have grown 10x even in the face of adversity and challenges and crisis. You know, so what does it take to uh, grow and come out of these kind of situations? So that's a fabulous book which I read. And there are, of course, a few other business books which I'm reading. Uh, I have not been much of a reader, but this and somewhere I think I got inspired by my son. My son is 12 and he's been a voracious reader last few years. And I said, hey, and you know, these last few weeks of lockdown, He's reading, I'm reading, and, you know, it just keeps it, it keeps it going. I'm like, hey, if he can read, you know, I should be reading as well. I have a new goal where every 15 days I'm going to read a book. So that goal is going pretty well. Uh, you know, and I think reading is such a personal thing. If, if fiction suits you, read fiction. Uh, yeah. You know, there, were, there, were, there, there have been times when I've read the entire series of Harry Potter as well. So, you know, whatever works for you. You see, the idea is uh, some things you will learn, some things will, you know, make you think differently. So, you know... They, don't judge, I mean, whether it's a Harry Potter or whether it's a business book. So that's number one. Number two, uh, you know, I am uh, more regular with my uh, attendance as far as the Gita classes are concerned. And mm. I, uh, what I do is, uh, it's a one and a half hour class per week. And uh, I, I refer, now what I'm doing is since we have more time available, I refer to the previous class as well. Because, you know, it's very nice you listen to a class, but then, you know, the important thing of, spiritual learning is internalizing it so i'm getting into a yeah. habit of uh, you know reviewing the recordings making my notes and and just spending some time right and letting the thoughts set in so th those are the two important things i'm doing uh, but besides that uh, you know th there are a lot of uh, podcast and youtube videos out there and it really depends on what the individual is looking for uh, and you yeah. know, I, I think today we are spoiled by choice because of uh, you know the amount of uh, data which is there across themes. But these are the two things working with me, uh, you know, reading uh, as well as my uh, regular uh, you know spiritual classes. Yeah, these two things are really going for me. Yeah, and I, I really respect that as well that um, you are taking the time to to get back to the original text as well because I do. I do really love the modern take that we have on spirituality and the new modalities that are being birthed and through that. But I think that there's, an, on a personal level as well, I think that there's something very powerful to actually be learning and reading directly from the original texts and through um, with teachers that can guide you in those texts as well, to have uh, have your own understanding of those, those original texts. Um, so... I think uh, that absolutely. That's, you know, really a lot of these uh, texts, uh, Claire, can be read just for, for a broad understanding, sometimes for a deeper understanding. And then sometimes if you really want to go and when you begin to understand what is the purpose of the text and that's when you begin to internalize it is when you understand, yeah. you know, how life is cyclical and then your eventual goal is oneness. And, you know, so every time you read this or everybody is in a different phase of their life, nobody's wrong. Uh, nobody's if you if you're not here doesn't mean you're wrong it's just that you're going to take you're just going to get there maybe slightly later you see so all these texts uh, you know uh, have such uh, deep profound meanings and uh, yeah 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 100% i have this i have a similar experience when it comes to reading the bible and i think it's very interesting that every time i come like i grew up in a christian household of course and every time i my i come back to these texts 
it, it's always a new revelation. It's always a deeper understanding, and it somehow fits into the space that I'm in in my life in that moment. And so that's why I think it's also really important. It's great to be guided by people who also have a great understanding of these texts and who's created their own modern modalities out of it. But I think it's um, it's really powerful to to have your own personal understanding and revelation of these these um, ancient texts as well. So, and interesting, the book, the the business book that you that you most picked out. Um, one thing that I've I've really gained myself from this conversation that I I'm really inspired by having this chat with you is the attitude that you come at at this time with when it comes to business, because um, you know this. Regardless of, of how, how we put it, um, every business right now is really facing its own set of challenges and every business is in a difficult space um, right now. And I just am really inspired by the way that you're approaching and you're applying your attitude towards your business and this book that you're reading about um, growing through adversity because we are all in this and we, we didn't choose it and we can't do anything about it, but it's the way that we look at it and the way we find a way out of it that is that is really important. And um, yeah, I think that that's... You know, I, I just want to add over here is mm. that you see today Atmantan has achieved some success and that is purely because of the team. Mm. And uh, yeah. if you ask me, uh, as a leader, I have to be able to uh, make sure that the livelihoods of all the people who are working for us continues mm. uninterrupted. You see, so if this means uh, adapting, reinventing, thinking of new ways, as long as the overall uh, you know, fabric of Atmantan, the, the ethos remains the same, there is still a lot of scope for us to do you know, things differently or do some new things. So, uh, you know, so uh, as far as me and my wife are concerned, we're working very closely with the leadership team and trying to uh, see how in the new normal we can enhance the experience and, uh, you know, still do fabulous, uh, you know, business at, at the same time because, uh, you know, uh, we have a team of 250 people. It's a very responsible and that's, that, that's uh, yeah, there, you know, there are two things which keep me, uh, give me sleepless nights at times. Mm. Uh, one is the responsibility that I have for these 250 people. Yeah. And the second yeah. thing is, uh, you know, that we are as strong as the knowledge that we possess. So training programs and how my team is upgrading themselves at all points of time. These are my two top, you know, fears, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's not what you asked, but just, just putting it out yeah, there. Yeah, no, I, and, I uh, But it's, you know, it's all, I think it's always good to, uh, uh, realize your vulnerable areas as well because then you you can do something around it right so and that's how you you get better yeah absolutely and um, if there was one practice that you could give our listeners that they could implement right now um, what would it be uh, I would say have a routine you know it's the most important thing uh, you know sometimes it feels we're working from home you know and I know people who are not following a routine and I know it's not nice, but if you have a routine that, okay, I'm going to be working at this point of time, I'm going to be, uh, I, I'm going to take out an hour for my health, which might mean a 30 minutes exercise and a 30 minutes meditation or just sitting down and just focusing on your breathing. It can be simple things as well, but you know, the importance of having a schedule or a routine is that at the end of the day, when you tick mark, you know, those four activities or five activities which you had planned, it gives you a sense of accomplishment. And that sense of accomplishment is very, very important in the times that we are today. You know, it makes you feel worthy that I planned out to do these tasks and I have done them in the evening. So I would really strongly recommend for people to have a routine or a schedule and uh, and do that. And, you know, there's so much more, you know, for people who have never done meditation. What is meditation? Let's not complicate it. Just sitting by yourselves with your thoughts, just focusing on your breathing. Don't even do all kinds of fancy breathings that there are out there just just breathe easy you know just relax the chest and just breathe easy you know these are fabulous ways of uh, getting oriented into uh, you know uh, you know uh, you know brilliant techniques yeah 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 and and regrounding ourselves i think that that's um, that's one of the most important things during this time is is really sort of grounding ourselves and centering ourselves because it, it is a space of, of uncertainty and that is 
I mean, it's, it's, it's a gift in a way. I'm sure at some point we are all going to look at it as a gift, as you and I are, are looking at it in a way as a gift in, in this time. Um, but many people are going through difficult times. But I think that the gift that we're learning, um, which is a really hard lesson, is to be able to sit with this uncertainty and to not know how things are going to move forward and not know the timing of how things are going to move forward. And um, I definitely think that those are really powerful, powerful ways to sort of have a little bit of structure and to, to gain some grounding and some control. And I, someone sent me the other day, actually, the Bihar School of Yoga has put a whole um, sort of thing, if people are struggling, finding out about um, how to set up a routine for themselves, they've put up a whole routine that you can follow. And something that I find really interesting, I want to ask you about as well, because I love Ayurveda. And so I, in this time, it's been on my mind for a really long time that I want to realign with the Ayurvedic clock. And I, I really want, because I, I think that it, it's really important um, in the same ways that I align my life with the seasons, I align my life with nature, the seasons and the moon cycles. I think that Ayurvedic clock as well is something really, a really interesting way to structure your day. And um, so I've actually been implementing that in lockdown and trying to sort of move my... You know, not many uh, people I've met, no, no, you know, not many I've met, Claire, are aware of the clock. I, you mean the body clock, right? Which organs uh, are active through the day as you pass by. And I think it's fabulous. Yeah. I, I think it's fabulous you're doing that. Uh, we incorporate some of that uh, at Atmantan. And uh, some of that I incorporate personally as well. And I, I think that's really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's fabulous that, you know, you appreciate the fact that there is a logic to, you know, our body. And, you know, and yeah, absolutely. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I can definitely recommend those, those sorts of things as well. Like I, I definitely agree with getting into a routine. It just gives you some structure and and um, yeah, and some worth and productivity. It makes you feel much more productive. So I think that's really powerful. So thank you for sharing that, um, for sharing that with us. And um, so before we close, is there anything that um, you would like to discuss or share that I haven't, I haven't asked you about? Well, well, that's a tough one. I think we've been through. Uh, you know, a you can say of... no. It's absolutely fine. I've asked you many questions in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if I if I was to just uh, sum up, I mean, you know, we've been interacting with a lot of people. I think one of the things which we did at Atmantan, uh, you know, when uh, uh, you know when the lockdown was announced, was we we started a project called Staying Connected, and staying connected with all stakeholders, which includes our team members as well as our guests. And, uh, you know, if there is one thing which I just wanted to reinforce is uh, we must build the habit of developing a positive frame of mind, you see, and uh, there are a number of ways in which you can do it. I mean, you can look it up on Google today, you know, there is so many resources over there, but as leaders, as individuals, you know, who have our whole life ahead of us, uh, you know, be aware of what is happening right now. But how you're going to beat it, you need to have a plan, work, start working on that plan. You know, so that's my only advice as I, as we sign off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And where can our listeners find you um, on, where is your website, your social media outlets? Um, where can they find more information about you and Atmantan? So, you know, we have a website, uh, which is, uh, uh, which is atmantan.com. And mm -hmm. uh, besides that, we have very active, uh, uh, you know, you know, following on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I am personally very active on uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. I would be more than happy to connect with uh, your viewers. And uh, I think the more connected we are, you know, you every time you meet a person, you talk, you know, there is, uh, you learn something, you know, and. I think that's life. That's such an important part of life. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you for your time. And um, I really appreciate it. Thanks. Namaste, Claire. What a pleasure speaking with you. And let's be in touch. And we must see you at Atmantan. 100%. 100%. I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to keep me going. The thought of it is going to keep me going through the lockdown for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.
I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some things to take away from our amazing guests' insight. If you did enjoy this episode, please subscribe and also leave us a review. And for more information on the Hadassah Collective, you can visit our Instagram page at Hadassah Collective. I hope you'll join me again for our next episode at the same time next week. And until then, have a wonderful week.